0: You're listening to a message from New Life Foursquare Church in Canby, Oregon. We pray that this message will be an encouragement to you. Visit CanbyFoursquare.com to learn more. When you're introduced by uh, James, you kind of feel like you're still a teenager and your voice hasn't changed yet. It's really true, isn't it? Do you have a nice Thanksgiving? Yeah yeah i uh i i just uh after the meal i'm just sitting there and i 'm just thinking I could apply to be a sumo wrestler you know you are just uh, you know and then uh you know as this you know you're trying to get back up to uh get more dessert and you're thinking where's the jaws of life you know you're just stuck on the and but we had a great time, and uh it's good i'm just glad to be with you this morning i think in As far as thankfulness, I think there was a a long period in my life where I I wasn't very thankful. I had a lot of uh, negativity, especially in my 20s, uh, university. uh, I think uh, university culture just feeds negativity and cynicism and criticism. I uh, really fell into that a lot. Uh, Chapel speakers, teachers, we just kind of rake them over the coals sometimes. And uh, I'm not proud of that. I uh, remember a teacher, uh, Dr. Chuck Farah. He he was uh, uh, from the Reformed uh, side uh, and was heavy on the sovereignty of God. I was more of a free will guy. I would just say, hey, look at the planet. Obviously, there's free will uh, because it's such a mess. And uh, with friends, we would kind of mock, I would mock him and joke, and when we couldn't, uh, when something went wrong, so, oh, there goes the sovereignty of God again, and uh, just kind of gave him a hard time. I uh, started to kind of feel a little guilty about it. I, I saw that negativity could just suck the life out of a room. I uh, saw that I would kind of take people down rather than up, and I, f- I felt like a, I was sort of a broken elevator, you know, just taking people down only, and I began to feel convicted, but not really sure what to do about it. Along my journey, along the way on my journey, a pastor spoke about thankfulness as a way to undo negativity and I felt like God spoke to me, that there was something more to this thing of Thanksgiving than just once a year with some turkey and eating too much. I pondered it, uh, began to realize that there's always going to be some things in life that are tough that we're not all that thankful for, but there's a choice we have to look at all the great things that are happening, and there always are and to focus on those, and to be sure we're thankful for those. And it it tips the scale, doesn't it? Uh, In my own life, uh, I I went on to uh, have a bit of a friendship with Dr. Chuck Farah, who I had mentioned, and he ended up writing a book called From the Pinnacle of the Temple. It was a breakthrough book at that time that helped people deal with some of the excesses of what was being called the faith movement, uh, excesses that were um, causing people a lot of hurt and a lot of pain. He sorted that out in this book. I began to really honor and respect him, and actually we became friends in one of the ministries I was involved in. And it just shows that uh, moving away from that negativity opens, opened me up uh, Took away some of that blindness and helped me to engage some of the brighter side of of life. And I trust this morning, as we look at a couple of things, that you'll you'll leave uh, a little more eager to lift people and a, a little more eager to be thankful. I think that's just what Jesus uh, wants us to be wants us to do. I want to ask you to turn your Bibles with me to Luke chapter seventeen uh, on your device. Go to Luke chapter 17. Uh, If you don't have a Bible, there are some underneath the chairs there. Just grab one. If if you don't have one, take it with you. Luke uh, chapter 17. Uh, Jesus here uh, is uh, traveling. Uh, He's on his way to Jerusalem where he's going to be crucified and then resurrected. And he's on the border between Galilee and Samaria. And of course... There was a tremendous amount of hatred between the Jews and the Samaritans. People were probably uncomfortable to travel with Jesus the route that he took. But there he was. Of course, Jesus didn't have any problem with the Samaritans. And he he comes into a village. There are ten lepers. They ask him to have pity on him. And he tells them to go and show themselves to the priest. Because the priest had to okay their healing, so that they could enter back into regular society. And so he healed these 10. And we pick up the story in verse 15. One of them, when he saw he was healed, came back praising God in a loud voice. He threw himself at Jesus' feet and thanked him, and he was a Samaritan. This this guy was excited. This guy was just all over the place, telling people about what had happened. I mean, you can just see the the smile on his face. He just can't get over it. He now can enter back into society instead of being that leper colony. But I notice that Jesus did not enter into the celebration with him. Look at verse 17. Jesus asked, were not all ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? has no one returned to give praise to God except this foreigner? Go ahead and ask the person next to you, where are the other nine? Yeah, yeah. And for those of you who are mathematicians, this is 90% of the people were not thankful. There's a real tension here because Jesus found that the thankfulness as you, as you just look at this casually, he was more concerned with the thankfulness than with the healing. Thankfulness was more important to him. And so why did this guy, this one guy, this ten percent, return? what What made him different? I think, as I just pondered the passage, he was already the kind of guy that would be thankful when something happened. He was thankful that he had been in a leper colony, a place where he could live and not be, uh, since he's contagious, to not pass the leprosy on to his family. Uh, I, I think he was a bit of a happy person. A. a. Milne was a well-known playwright, uh, author, And I see him dealing with this issue of negativity, positivity, um, thankful, unthankful in his classic Winnie the Pooh. So you've got Eeyore and you've got Tigger as these contrasting personalities, and he sorts out how they look and what the results are, and it's actually pretty interesting and Beyond just just a children's book, in the house on Pooh Corner, Eeyore's complaining because uh, he does not know what's going on. And Rabbit tells him, it's your fault, Eeyore. You've never uh, been to see us. You just stay here in the one corner of the forest waiting for the others to come to you. Why don't you go to them sometimes? And so Eeyore is this doom and gloom guy and it takes his energy away. Uh, kind of the 90% kind of guy. Then you've got Tigger, the, the 10% kind of a guy, the guy who comes back and thanks uh, Jesus. Uh, in Winnie the Pooh, uh, Tigger says to Rabbit, come on, Rabbit, let's you and me bounce, huh? And Rabbit says, uh, good heavens, M- me, 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 bounce? And Tigger says, why, certainly. And look, you've got the feet for this. And Rabbit says, I have? And Tigger says, sure, come on, try it. It makes you feel just great. Look, AA million is is brilliant. Rabbits have the feet to jump around. Tigers are not known for their jumping. Is that true? Am I? Are you there with me? This is not. Uh, this is not too difficult, and yet you've got Tigger trying to help Rabbit get some bounce in his step. What you see is that it's a matter of focus. Tigger bounces through life. He's carefree. Uh, if something goes wrong, ah, uh, he just keeps on bouncing. There's always things that are going wrong. There's always something to complain about, always something to whine about, always something on the negative side. There's Tigger. He just keeps on bouncing. He just keeps on choosing to focus on the great things, on the great side. He's he's the thankful guy. And As you ponder this this morning, there's a continuum. You have Eeyore on one side of the continuum and you've got Tigger on the other. And all of us fall somewhere in between. Uh, Some of us are a little more Eeyore, some of us are a little more Tigger. And I want to ask you to ponder that. Can can we move a little more Tigger way? Um, A little more thankful, a little more positive. Look down at verse 19 there. Then Jesus said to uh, to him, to this guy that had returned and was thankful, rise and go, rise and go. your faith has made you well. This, what Jesus says here is his faith was expressed by his thankfulness. That's pretty profound when you think about it, that thankfulness actually opens up faith. Look at Mark eleven twenty four. It's here on the screen. What Jesus said, whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. If you believe that you have received something, then you're thankful for it. And so thankfulness is a strong expression of faith. It's a breakthrough. It's a breakthrough in a dilemma that you are experiencing. As an example, I love being on the ministry teams uh, here in the front after the services. I don't get to do it as often as I would like. But I find that when I pray for somebody who's got sometimes a horrific problem in their life, uh, sometimes it's health, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's job, I find myself thanking God for working in that person's life. Uh, God, thank you for that job Thank you for that breakthrough in finances. Thank you for taking care of this body. Thank you for being the one who heals. Thank you for working in their lives to restore this marriage. The thank you indicates it's already happening. It's already in progress. It's a statement of faith that's actually very simple. You know, how many of us say, well, I don't know about this faith thing and invisible and all that, but we can thank God for being at work, and we've plunged ourselves into a whole dimension of seeing things happen. And so I found that thankfulness is at the core of faith. It's at the core of what we do. In your message notes, there's a question there or a statement there for you, how I can be even more thankful. I'd like you to take uh, just a little time, and go ahead and and take a, a couple of notes. As I've been talking, you've been thinking. You know, how can I move from Eeyore to Tigger? How can I move from the ninety percent who were not thankful to the ten percent who were thankful? How can I make that move? Uh, how can I, you know, be a little bit more like Tigger? One thing I've learned is that thankfulness when incorporated in my daily time with God, becomes more a lifestyle than just a holiday uh, one day out of 365. Uh, I just just find myself thankful to God a lot. When I was a younger Christian, I was introduced to an acronym to help me with my time with God in prayer, and it was ACTS, A-C-T-S. The A was adoration, You know, I wasn't sure how to come to God. I wasn't sure what to do when I'm there with God. And so this this acronym helped. And the A was adoration, worship. Just spend time telling God you're just glad he is who he is. And then the C, confession. Be sure to ask forgiveness where there are things that have not gone well. And so A and then C, confession. Then the T is thanksgiving. Give thanks. Just be thankful. Thank God for his work in your life. And you know that, it just, it just changes things. And then the S, the last, is the supplication, the, the request, the asking God to work in my life, in my family's life, in my community. I think we have been quick to move to supplication. And this acronym has actually helped me a great deal. It has framed how I approach how I approach God. And what I see is that when I'm thanking God for his work in my life, I see things differently. Perhaps there is a pruning that's going on where he's shaping me, changing me, working in my heart, changing the way I think, changing the way I live, changing uh, my, the way I relate to him, changing uh, how I function in my family. And I see it as positive because of that stance of thank- thankfulness. Uh, you know, I can be thankful when there's a dry time in my relationship with God. He's teaching me to depend on Him more, even when things are, are, are dry, even when I, I don't have the feelings or the emotions or haven't heard God's voice recently. Just keep on going. Thankful in my family as He's changing me, shaping me, thankful on my job, my, may have a brutal boss that <clears throat> difficult to work with but i say okay god i just don't want to go around this block again teach me everything you can through this situation thank you for this chapter in my life and do you see how it changes it changes the way we think it changes the way we live there's another Thing that Jesus uh, teaches by his life about thankfulness, and I want you to turn with me and look at it it 's in Luke chapter twenty two or on your device, on your device. just go to Luke chapter twenty two This is Thursday evening before Jesus is arrested, then he 'll be crucified on Friday, resurrected on sunday, and he 's at this Passover, this last meal, this last supper. Luke 22 verse 17, then Jesus took a cup of wine and gave thanks to God for it, and then he said, take this and share it among yourselves, and note note that he gives thanks, and then in verse 19, he took some bread, and again he gives thanks, he gave thanks to God for it, and then he broke it in pieces and gave it to the disciples, saying, this is my body, which is given for you, do this in remembrance of me. Both of the cup and the bread, he gave thanks. I'm I'm awed by this. Not odd, O D D. Odd, A W E D. I got I have to watch you all. Here we are at this cataclysmic convergence in history. Where God's plan to draw you to himself, to forgive you, to bring victory over all the forces that would keep you from him, are now being uh, enacted by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And in the midst of this moment in history, Jesus gives thanks. There's a lot of things he could have done. He could have been grumpy, he could have been... Upset because he has to hang on a cross for six hours the next day. Peter's going to deny him. Who knows what Judas Iscariot is up to. But he gives thanks. And that's big. It just shows us again, it's all about perspective, isn't it? It's all about what you decide to focus on. In fact, giving, give thanks, he gave thanks, is from the Greek word, Eucharisteo, and that's where we get our word Eucharist. From the second century, the Lord's Supper or the, the, the Last Supper or the Lord's Table in many traditions has been called the Eucharist. I mean, you may have grown up with the word Eucharist. You also may not have known what it meant. It means give thanks. At the core of our beliefs is the Eucharist, the convergence of God and what god 's plan and what Jesus has done, and at the core is a Eucharist giving thanks at the core and if we 're missing out on the thanks, we may be missing out on the core of what God wants to do in our lives it 's that important it 's that big. Paul writes in First uh, Thessalonians chapter five. Be thankful in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you who belong to Christ Jesus. And There are those who have taken this to excess and have said, be thankful for everything, even if the devil's at work in your life. Be thankful. Frankly, I'm not thankful for the devil or what he's doing, but I am thankful for God's stance, God's position of victory that's lived out through me by the Holy Spirit no matter what the demonic wants to bring my way. We want to learn to be thankful in all circumstances. Why? Because it changes everything. It changes the way we relate with people. It repairs the elevator so that it goes up as well as once in a while comes down. In your message notes, there's another statement for you. What I am especially thankful for. And I would love for you to just spend a few moments writing a few things down in there what you're especially thankful for. And I trust that the list is long. I always start out with my thankfulness for God. I'm just grateful for His grace, His forgiveness, His mercy, His love, His embrace of me, the fact that His love never fails. He never backs off. He never gives up. He never goes on vacation. Always there. Always caring. I'm thankful for my wife. Uh, She just keeps on giving selflessly, no matter what. I'm thankful for my boys. You know, I'm thankful for my boys because their challenges have made me a better man, a better husband, a better father. I'm thankful for my health. I keep on running. I'm thankful for the United States of America. And I'm thankful that we only elect a president once every four years. (laughs) Yeah, just... And you know, speaking of that, I'm thankful that regardless of what happens uh, in the presidency and Congress, the kingdom of God is here and Jesus is the king and nothing changes despite what goes on in Washington, D.C. And we pray for those folks with all our hearts, but we serve Jesus and it makes all the difference. I'm thankful for my involvement here at the church. I love our small group facilitators, uh, the classes, the teachers, the recovery ministry, so many people involved in just giving and caring. I'm thankful that our church is a leadership development church. We've got CBC and classes all over the place, opportunities to learn and grow and change. I love Pastor Ron's heart to always teach so that we go up, so that we go to the next place in our journey. Never satisfied that we just stay where we are and just be comfortable and I'm thankful for our missions you know for a church of our size we have a lot of missions concerns a lot of concern for church planting and and church development around the world Uh, and I I just want to say thanks to you who have been involved in Karen and I going to Russia and Estonia for about a week and a half uh, about a couple of weeks ago and uh it was a tremendous experience while we were in St. Petersburg, Russia, we got to work with uh, Steve and uh, Steve and Kim Cecil, our missionaries there, pastors in uh, assisting with pastoring in St. Petersburg because the, the leaders there are, are heading it up and they're just doing a great job. It was fun to work with them. They asked us to come and train, and uh, we're, we were glad to do so. The Russian Orthodox Church is um, still there and still in place, but many have, have, have just uh, tossed that aside as just so much religion, but there is a concern for a true spirituality, and they want to know answers to their questions and our church uh, is being planted there. They started right off with a Bible college, kind of an institute, and they asked Karen and I to teach. Karen had been in Moscow, so it was, uh, she'd been there for a year and a half, so she knew the alphabet. She knew some of the language. I didn't know anything, but so she was able to help us get around a bit, and she taught for three days in the mornings at their little Bible institute. Eh, not so little. And then I went to Cholabinsk, which is about a three-hour flight out east in Siberia, thank you very much, where we have four square churches, sigh, and I taught there, and it was just a little freezing cold. It was windy. It was crazy. These icicles are like four feet. I don't think I've ever seen four-foot icicles. In fact, there are places where they have the sidewalk is kind of blocked off just in case a a icicle will fall, it'll kill you. And so they, they have areas where they, you can't walk just to keep you safe. So I was there, and I got to teach at the Bible college that's there, in, and I taught two evenings there, and the students were eager, they were hungry. We had such a great time. I worked with the pastors there. It was just fun. Well, from there, we went on to Estonia. That was one of the primary reasons for the trip, so that we could partner with Emily and Andrew Mantia who have been there and they had to return because Andrew's visa was denied but we're still working with them and I was able to meet the the pastors of the churches in the three cities there and be able now to, I'll be able to strategize with them as they prepare for their return. So, this is the pastors of the church in Parnu. They're, they're, these are just uh, amazing people, uh, Sven and Karen Vidla. And uh, I got to speak at their church in Parnu. I just had uh, so much fun. I'm just thankful for the leadership development that we have, uh, that, that we're spreading all around the world. This thing of thankfulness is not small. Throughout the Psalms, give thanks to the Lord. We live in a technological age, a media-filled age, where it's easy to slip into negativity and cynicism, criticism, but God speaks to us to remember to be thankful, to switch our focus to the great things that he's doing in our lives and the great things that he's doing in our community. We don't want to miss any of it. Would you stand with me? Let's pray, shall we? Lord God, we're thankful for your work in our lives. Where there's been a a lack of, Where there's been a lack of of thankfulness, where we've been negative and critical, we just ask you for your forgiveness. We just want to close that chapter out and start a new chapter a chapter of thankfulness and a, a chapter where we're lifting people rather than taking them down. And God, we are thankful for you, and we are a people of thankfulness. We look forward to what you're going to do in our lives, and we thank you for the change that you're bringing, however scary it may be. Do it, God. Bring us closer to you. Grow us to be the people that you want us to be, to be able to do what you want us to do. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the life you give us. Thank you, God. In Jesus' name, amen. There'll be uh, ministry teams available on on both sides. Thank you for listening. Please let us know if you have questions or would like us to pray with you. You can contact the church office most weekdays at 503-266-4444 and anytime through canby dot com.